Welcome to Redesigning High School, our podcast for parents and anyone else who might be interested in how we can remake school for the benefit of students. I'm Terry DeBow, an English teacher here at Hawken and the director of special projects. And I'm Julia Griffin, director of the Mastery School. Julia, this is an exciting time. It is. It is. All right. So we have a special series here. Uh, it's going to be the Meet the Team series. We did some of them over the summer, uh, but we've got, I think, four more interviews we want to uh, share. So uh, this is going to be the same intro for all of them. So anyone who's listening can fast forward if you've already listened to this one. But before they fast forward on the first time, let's talk about this team. Tell us a little bit about your feelings around it and what do you have to say about these guys? I uh, The team that we have assembled to build this school and to be the faculty for the first year is a fantastic team. I mean, I can't even like normal superlatives fail me in thinking about who we have. Um, and, uh, let me say a little more about how and why, right. um, we are building a new school, but also learning how to teach in a model that's very different from the model that most of us grew up in. Right. So this is a heavy lift. And the thing I love the most about our team collectively is the, openness, flexibility, and just commitment to learning new things and being totally jazzed by the learning process and curiosity. Like that's that, that above all is the thing that I think we found is essential for people on this team. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the pieces of language people use a lot here is, is meta that the experience of making the school and the faculty who are making it um, are really, in some ways, models for what the school is going to feel like and be like. I mean, the, the student experience is probably going to feel very similar to the faculty experience. Completely, completely. And so the way that we are working together to build the school is we have this team, who, and you'll get to hear from the member, bunch of the teaching members of that team. That team also includes Doris Corda, who is you know, in many ways, a, a sort of a co-founder of the Mastery School um, and who is working with us to build the school as well as training up the faculty and how to teach in a really different way. Right. Um, so that process that we're going through is in many ways parallel to the process that we as teachers then will take students through, just as you say, and it's all informed by the same kind of methods and approaches of problem solving and yeah. collaboration. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've seen this up close, you know, having been in the design team meetings that the the process of designing the school feels very similar to the kinds of classes that ha are going to happen or kind of teaching learning experiences that are going to happen uh, at the school. So it's pretty exciting. Now, each of the t team members um, brings a certain expertise or certain subject matter mm -hmm. uh, area, but they seem also to have a whole diversity of, of interests and talents and all of that. So yeah. we'll get into it a little bit. Now, some of them uh, were Hawken teachers before the mastery schools. Right. right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We have a few people who uh, have been at the school, although, you know, nobody for more than probably about five years, yeah. interestingly. And then I'm psyched for you all to get to meet a couple of our newest team members, too, who I know are in this next batch of uh, interviews because there, you know, there are people who come from uh, all kinds of different backgrounds. And as you as you can imagine, people who are driven by that curiosity and, and love of learning that manifests in lots of different ways and yeah. different paths. Well, and it does take a certain kind of person to, to apply to and then interview for and then accept a job where <laughs> it's sketched out what you're going to be doing. Um, and essentially you're saying, here's, you know, here's the sheet of paper. Here's your, yeah. here's your pen. Let's go make a school. And when we've talked to actually some of the folks and we've hired, um, part of what they talk about is that actually the position description that we used, um, which, uh, 
was which was actually informed by uh inspired by a position description from another school that's opening in chicago this year the bennett day school um but it was very much mapping out the in the first month you'll and by the next three months you'll do this and in the next six months you'll do that it was a process description as much as anything and it, people said that was a part of what drew them in they were like oh my gosh they're really building this like right. i really get to have that kind of impact right um, yeah and i imagine for some people who wanted a job that had a clearer set of, this is what you're going to be doing. <laughs> These are the books you'll be teaching. Right. Uh, and this is the healthcare plan. Uh, right. They may have chosen to apply somewhere else. And so you attract the kind of generative process-oriented people who yes. are also uh, subject matter experts and people who've got the right spirit and energy. And to great make at cool connecting school. with kids. And they're funny. Whole nine and, yards. And I know. So, we can't say enough good things. Um, so... This is going to be great. So uh, we're excited to share uh, these interviews with people. Um, I think we have four, and we're just going to distribute them whenever Nick Fletcher, the great Nick Fletcher editor-in-chief, uh, can put them together. We'll just send them out. So um, hope you guys enjoy these interviews. All right, Ambrose Fatteroti, welcome to the podcast, the Redesigning School podcast. We're excited to have you here. Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is the Meet the Team series. You are on the design team of the Mastery School of Hawken. So let's meet you. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Sure. Um, well, I'm a, a transplant to the Cleveland area. Um, I moved for love. Where I, uh, <laughs> my, uh, I, I met my, my now partner for life um, in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, of all places. And uh, it turned out we had a number of uh, connections, uh, first of which were our best friends are married to one another, and that wow. was sort of the uh, the link. But um, she's a lifelong Clevelander and uh, and and loves it here, and uh, and I moved to join her. So that's uh, that's that's how I my road here, my professional road uh, to Cleveland, uh, sort of uh, was a mishmash of education, uh, government, uh, politics, and nonprofit advocacy, um, and then uh, and uh, so started off my career um, in a school very much similar to Hawken. Um, uh, called Noble and Greeno in uh, outside of Boston. Um, was there for about f- four years or so, at which point um, I received an appointment to serve in the administration of Governor Deval Patrick, um, where I served for a couple years um, uh, in, in, in various roles, the last of which what had me sort of in a policy advisor role uh, in his Office of Community Affairs. Um, I left that uh, organization to uh, do work um, in refugee resettlement for um, about five years, I left a uh, state agency doing that work um, to uh, a nonprofit advocacy organization, also doing uh, immigrant advocacy and refugee, refugee advocacy um, for about two years before uh, coming talking. So that's that's sort of my my road professionally. So I, I kind of understand myself understanding it sort of as um, as educator meets uh, meets advocate, um, and uh, hopefully um, the whatever I do leaves some positive ripples in the world after after I go. So. Well, having I, I, Ambrose and I taught a class together, or That's the media right. literacy class. Um, but yeah, all your background informs what you teach, how you teach, um, the higher ambitions of what you teach. So um, I've seen it up close that these two roads definitely converge uh, in meaningful ways for kids. So on a good day, yeah, yeah. on a good on the bad day, even <laughs> it worked out. So <laughs> well, so maybe tell us actually a little more about that. Like, what does it look like for you when those different parts of what you are interested in, what you do come together? I think, I think the word that probably ties all this experience together is probably empathy. You know, I, I get being someone who sort of has seen, has been in a lot of different sorts of environments um, around, you know, growing up, uh, not having a ton, uh, 
being a part of institutions that that have quite a lot, um, uh, 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 sort of being a, in a position where I have access to people in in, in you know sort of that can turn get, that can uh, make differences in people's lives, and then being able to sort of leverage uh, those relationships to make something better for for other people. I sort of I sort of see myself as. Uh, particularly in the education space, um, I, I, that is that we sort of have a really important opportunity um, with young people, right? Um, who who when they leave us are going to be leaders in whatever sector they find themselves, and we, you know we're actively equipping them to lead. And so my my, my I under, again my self understanding is really as one that sort of uh, help um, uh, help students uh, understand how to practice empathy, um, because I think that you know um, uh, a lot of when when you have moments where uh, a community doesn't have the opportunity to speak on behalf of their own, their own selves, when they don't have the opportunity to, uh, to 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 sort of experience agency, and people are speaking for them, um, we can get into all kinds of uh, um, all kinds of mess. And so uh, I, I sort of uh, on a good day, um, it, it it sort of I'm aware I'm, I'm able to sort of help expose students to either. Uh, the story of someone else, um, a, an important history uh, that can hopefully help them see something differently than they did the, when, when they walked in that day. So on a good yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, part of what uh, I think is so exciting to, uh, I know to you and me and really I think the whole design team is the ways that the this project that we're working on, the Mastery School, uh, lives in many ways at this intersection that you're talking about. Um, between education space and the community. And I wonder, yeah, can you talk a little more about what the work that you've been doing around community partnerships? Sure. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think, I think the, uh, the promise of the mastery school to, uh, potentially change the conversation of what makes for a good education, uh, is just so thrilling to me. Um, you know, uh, having, uh, sort of, there was a a pretty even split between my, um, K-12 education between, public and private school. Um, and I, I recognize, uh, you know, uh, being able to have very easy success in, in the public school system uh, where there was very much um, uh, teaching to the test. Um, I, I know I had, I had great, edu- great, I was part of great institutions, had really passionate educators. And I just, I wonder what, uh, I wonder what that space could look like where if people weren't constrained to having to uh, to, to, to what uh, those test scores looked like at the end of the year you know uh, you know there you know I, I know that all I think I know that all of um, all the energy that went behind that uh, whether it's no child left behind or even like race to the top and all these other different um, programs national programs uh, they they were well intended right they always are um, but uh, uh, when you set up standards that end up not um, not providing a framework for for uh, creativity but sort of end up serving as like the confines in which pe- people have to operate in order to, to find success, both mm-hmm. both students and teachers, um, I think you end up in a really, really funny place. And so so what's been really, really exciting is sort of presenting this idea um, uh, to community partners and just seeing how excited they are that, wow, like all the students that that uh, students that that might not find success in the current model uh, 
can can find ways to express what it is that really makes them them. Uh, they can find their passions. They can pursue them in 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 an edu- in educational space, and then build on that success to sort of to pivot toward being to demonstrating leadership in one way or another. Um, I, you know, in, in the back of my mind right now is like Howard Gardner and multiple intelligences. There's lots mm-hmm. of ways uh, to to be smart. Uh, it's not just in a way that a uh, 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 bubble test can measure. Um, and, and so the prospect of that has, is, is super thrilling for me. But I think um, the fact that we're bringing it right to Glenville, you know, uh, I think it's just been really it's really lit a, lit a fire in a lot, in a lot of the conversations that I've, that I've had with in the, in the community. So, yeah, can I poke a little about that? Like, absolutely. Give me a, give us a story about you've been out in the community. You've been talking about the mastery school. You've been, just, you know, trying to find partners. What's the reaction been? Whether it's from uh, some of our, you know, more uh, our recent uh, community advisory board partners uh, like uh, Twelve Literary Arts um, and, and Daniel Gray Contar, um, or uh, Third Space Action Lab with uh, Mordecai, Mordecai Cargill and uh, Evelyn Burnett, like people, people, people are very intrigued by the idea uh, of being able to, uh, you know, accommodate, find uh, educational model, models that accommodate for that sort of jaggedness that Todd Rose talks about, right? Like uh, people are excited that, you know, uh, students that, again, are, that aren't being served in the current model uh, mm-hmm. can, can find can find great success, um, uh, you know, because I, I think we'd all agree that, you know, um, you know, an education that uh, that is immersive, that that put students um, that, 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 that allows students to direct their own learning. Um, again, it enables to sort of, sort of uh, build on what makes them most intrinsically them, uh, that, that those moments where people are, are, are the most active, that's, those are the moments where people are the most activated, students are. And, they, and um, you know, allowing students to be able to find success in, in high school, I think, can be a great stepping stone to, you know, um, uh, fulfillment um, and and success uh, going forward, and I, and, I, and I think that that prospect is super intriguing for a lot of people, and, and also just like the fact that just what our model looks like, right? Like that yeah. one in every four seats is going to are going to be full need. People are excited about that. That you know, it's not that that we're coming in to um, to to uh, to sort of save the community from its problems, but we're really here to come alongside as neighbor. Yeah. And really, really trying to study what it looks like to be a good neighbor, and, so, and I think people have been that's been that's been an exciting prospect for a lot of a lot of folks that we've talked with so far. You know, there's so much that I resonate with in what you just said, and I think part of what you made me think about was that, you know, at the core, when we're working with high school students, if we had a couple goals for them coming out of high school, I think one of them would be to deeply know who they are, what the strengths are that they bring and have the chance to develop and use those strengths and feel like they can hone them with purpose to make some impact in the world. And then that second part, which we sort of started to get to, was to recognize that you're part of something bigger than yourself. Because as an adolescent, right, like it's all like looking in the mirror, inward gazing, you know, who like all about understanding yourself. And that's really important. And I think that actually in many ways has to be where we start. Yes, that's right. But if that's where we end, then we've missed the boat. Yeah. And that's where I think this is that's something that's so powerful about this kind of learning that because we are trying to we're we're really trying to break down those walls between school and life, school and the world. The idea that school happens in a box over here and life is actually lived somewhere else is that's not what we want. And so the the work of doing working on challenges with community partners, it's about transforming 
schools and communities, right? And so it's all about that connection to people who live in your community, who are doing work that's important and seeing how you can do something that's that's can help them in some way. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So one of the major projects you work on at Hawken are issues around diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice, which is, you know, critical at, a, at any school, particularly um, schools that maybe are further away from, you know, other human beings out here in Gates Mills, that in the communities that we, uh, we pull from, these issues are really important. How do you think that translates into a school like the Mastery School? What's going to be situated in University Circle around both incredible resources and right next to, store, uh, to communities where, uh, you know, that, that don't have the resources that uh, Hawken does? How does that, how, what do you envision? How does it feel? Yeah, that's a great question, uh, Terry. Uh, I, and I think um, I think it fits in right. I think of the goals of the masters will fit right in line with our goals around equity and inclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, equity, uh, recognize, recognizing that there are moments where in order to achieve a level, sometimes some people will need just need more to get to find that level um, uh, and, and inclusion. Uh, just trying to trying to work to make sure that there is no part of our practices, our customs, our design, um, uh, our, our operations uh, that sort of uh, create insiders and outsiders, um, and really trying to. Um, and so, so I, I, I think this 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 word that I've been using that I've I, that is helpful for me to conceptualize the way that I, I'm, I'm I hope that we enter this community. That word neighbor to me sort of embodies a lot of those values around uh, that, you know, just my personal values in terms of um, community, in terms of empathy. Um, but, all, and, but you know, uh, a neighbor isn't one that, uh, a neighbor isn't one that has all the answers. A neighbor isn't one uh, uh, that will speak for you. A neighbor is one that comes alongside um, as, as partner. Um, and, and I think there's, there are ways to do it well. And, and, um, and I'm, I'm hopeful, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited that we've been, we've been able to learn so much about what what it looks like to be a good neighbor uh, in in the area, and, and I'm excited about the prospect of practicing. Well, Ambrose, you are obviously going to be such a great asset. Um, but let's talk about deficits for a second. You have some alliances that we should surface <laughs> so that our Cleveland community really? knows what they're getting into. Really, Terry, don't this is think? where we're coming. That oh, this is, sure. this is good. No. So, can you talk a little bit about your your flaws, the your affiliations, your your sports team affiliations? Oh, sure. I mean, well, you know, I, I guess one one. Um, one uh my my growth edge is finding uh, uh empathetic ways to share <laughs> my boston sports championship uh life and experience i mean because well, you know it was hard for me i i, oh, I made really? i made an announcement well, no, please I, ambrose tell me what was hard about i, I know I, I i had a, i had you know uh after last this past february i had to i made an announcement it was it pained me to do it uh-huh. um to uh to 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 share that my grief, my great grief, uh, at, ha- at having it, at, at it having been almost two years since the last time uh, you won, uh, 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 the duck boats rolled down Boylston uh-huh. Ave uh-huh. in, um, in uh, well, so in Boston Street, sorry. right? So the Red Sox World Series was that just like a interlude between the Patriots winning all that? Well, and how do you feel about yeah. just being? a winner by the fact that you were affiliated with a city, right? Don't you feel, wouldn't you feel better if you felt like you were struggling to achieve something? Like if you were a Clevelander? Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, I, 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 my my goal is to is to, is to model best practices oh, and no, what it looks no. like to be okay. <laughs> for the listening audience. This guy does not model best practice. If that's best practice, 
We're gonna need someone else, man. Because that you come in with that Red Sox hat and the Patriots garb, and it's it's offensive. I try to dial back the Patriots because I, I know it's I know it's a lot, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, six six rings, you it's know, it's difficult. Lot. But I, I feel like you know. What? 86 years between, you know, the curse of the Bambino. I don't, I don't get any props there. No, you didn't <laughs> live that. We're still, anyway. So just before everyone feels like Ambrose needs a statue at the Master School of Hockey, remember, <laughs> he's got some issues. Anything else, Julia? I don't, don't even know where we could go from here. All right. Ambrose, thank you for joining us. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, we'll thanks, hear Ambrose. more from you later. All right, thanks. Uh, want to thank you for listening to Redesigning High School, our podcast. I uh, want to thank Nick Fletcher, who is our editor and the guy who makes all this work. Um, if you are interested in subscribing to our podcast, please find us on iTunes. We'd love a – or wherever you get your podcast. And we'd love reviews and all of that. We have a newsletter that goes out every month. You can subscribe to it by going to redesigningschool.org. Follow us on all the social media feeds and all the rest. And uh, just keep looking for more podcasts, which we're going to be coming out all year long. So thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.